Welcome back, everyone, to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. And as always, this is Thor with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So welcome back, everyone, from our long vacation uh, over the holiday as we return for the spring and we begin to uh, crawl closer to our hundredth episode. Uh, we're going to begin some format changes here. Um, for right now, we're just going to do things in a little bit of a different order than we have before. And we're going to start things out with our favorite game updates. So first on the list, we have some updates in the world of Pokemon. First with uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game Online. Um, it is continuing now in the sunsetting process. Uh, new Pokemon uh, new Pokemon Trading Card Game Online um, updates will end on March 1st, and there will be no new development for it. So by next week, everything is going to end there. Um, Pokemon Trading Card Game Live is still in beta, but is expected to transition into stable release soon. Um, I have prepared to move everything over, but I haven't quite done it yet. Um, once you move data from online to live, you cannot move it back. So make sure that you remember to manually export all of your card decks, which you must do. You can manually export theme decks as well. Um, also in the world of Pokemon, the Pokemon Go Tour is continuing this weekend. Uh, so if you bought tickets, make sure that you play this weekend to get the most out of that experience. By the time this podcast airs, I think it's going to be halfway done. and Most of you are probably already on trail there. But uh, yeah, keep it up and we'll see what happens when it's over and how many complaints I have about the rewards. I'm still working on last year's, so... Uh, let's see, we have quite a bit of updates in the world of RuneScape since last we recorded. Um, they've put, so initially they put a sneak peek for 2023 out, um, first with revamping death costs, which they've done. I have not yet uh, really dived, dove, dived, dove, dove into that. Um, I, I really haven't been able to to do much RuneScape at all in the last few months. I haven't even checked out any of the wilderness updates either. So none of these updates I've personally been able to go through yet, but I'd like to soon at least. Um, the most recent of the sneak peek that is live now is the Fort uh, Fraternity, which is a new storyline that is unfolding right now. Those quests are live. Um, then they'll be rolling out a new training method, which I don't believe has been highly discussed yet. New challenges and quests and necromancy as a new skill. I have no idea how they plan to incorporate that, but apparently they plan to. Um, it, it seems to me that it's probably going to be some combination of summoning and prayer, but it just seems like it's going to be a slightly different flavored summoning. Uh, 
I hope that's not how it turns out. Uh, I'm skeptical, but we'll see. Uh, new Prime Gaming Loot has dropped, so make sure you double-check double for that. And Double XP Live is going live again. Um, oh, wait, nope. By the time this airs, it will be over, so it doesn't matter. We'll skip that one. <laughs> <laughs> um so the most recent Final Fantasy XIV patch has also gone live, patch 6.3, which is quite good. Um, I've made it through the main story quests and all of the new raids and trials, uh, and I am pretty happy with everything. Um, I really uh, enjoy where the storyline is going so far. Um there has been uh, a little bit of talk about when the next expansion will be and that it's not going to be until uh, next year. I think most likely what's going to end up landing is that it'll probably be in January or February of next year. Um, I just don't see it going that far out unless they start versioning higher because we're, we're at 6.3. Um, they end at 6.5, and traditionally there's not a huge length of time between six point between X.5 and and the new expansion. Um, but I know they're doing a lot of new things now, especially since normally the post-main scenario would kind of cap the story for the expansion, um, whereas here the story capped at the end of the expansion and all of the post-main scenario has been – kind of exploring new territory um so it is possible that they could just start versioning to x.9 instead of stopping at x.5 building out an entire new story arc and closing that story arc within that post main scenario <clears throat> so it could be that they're just going to keep on this kind of uh final fantasy 4-esque beats that they're doing right now all the way through what would be 6.9 then something totally new for seven. Um, and that'd be neat too, but we'll, we'll just have to see what they do. Um, the fan festival is coming up very, very soon, and I'm sure we'll get some new information during the fan festival. So stay tuned as we have more information about that uh, in coming weeks. And um, to top that off, uh, this is an article that I that ran across my desk yesterday. Uh, Final Fantasy XIV will kick it up a notch for their 10-year anniversary this year, according to Yoshi P. Um, so yeah, not sure what that means, kick it up a notch, but this is the 10-year anniversary so of, I believe, A Realm Reborn, not 1.0 launch. Yes, yes, this is the... The Correct, 10 year, yeah, the 10 year. I'm like, I've played for more than 10 years. Um, yeah, it's the 10 year anniversary of of the relaunch of A Realm Reborn. Um, so yeah, we're we have a lot to look forward to, I think. And with the fan festival right around the corner, um, I think we'll get more information around that time. And that's all that I have for favorite game updates. Did you have something over there, Doc? Uh, nope. All I've got is a New game announcements. Up, I have a, a couple that I came across. All right, let's hear it. 
All right. So first off here with WoW, one of the games I constantly go back and continuously always play their new feature, the trading posts. Uh, the trading post for February is coming to an end on Tuesday, the 28th. So make sure you take a look at that adventure track and do those. If you have anything left to get your uh, traders tender to be able to purchase those consumables, because all of are not consumables uh, cosmetics, because all of these transmogs will be disappearing, at least for the time being. They did confirm initially that they will be coming back. So if you want to <clears throat> get the uh, Harbinger of Dawn mount, the one that changes color based on day or night for completing the track or any of the weapon or armor transmogs or even the Celestial Steed mount, make sure you cram to that game and get what you want. Also, the um, Vagabonds, Rosy Trappings and Treads. I believe they're the only two pink cloaks in the game. So you might want to get those as well if you can. Or any of the weapon transmogs because those are leaving Tuesday and a new track will be in game. Also, the other MMO I'm constantly playing, New World. Uh, Amazon Games in their recent letter, letter from the directors has announced that they're going to be going to a seasonal model and there will be a free and premium premium season pass as a result. Now, from everything I've seen with the season passes and the uh, track that you go on, it looks to be mimicking de how Destiny 2 does it extremely well. So they are still doing a full-fledged e expansion this fall, two years after the launch, much like Destiny does itself. But there will be four different seasons until then, with micro-stories and a campaign through each of the seasons. Now, everything you get in the premium track, you'll be able to earn in-game. And those are all just going to be cosmetics. The free track will have less rewards, but that's where any sort of gear reward will be that you can get. Also, a big thing to coming with these season passes is that when you purchase it for 20 bucks, literally, it's identical to Destiny 2's. You also get $20 worth of their in-game currency to spend on their in-game store. So purchasing the season pass also grants you extra cosmetics for your housing, uh, skins, whatever you want to do with those. So. Yeah. So that I'm, I'm actually pretty excited about that. It gives you a little bit more to do some more goals to receive and more of a content drip, much like the exact model of this has Destiny 2. The screenshots of it literally look like it was ripped from Destiny. So <laughs> they definitely got their idea from there. I'm going to actually. How how long ago did Destiny do that? Uh, back when they were still with Activision, I believe. Um, they've been doing it for what four years now. About that. Okay. Right here in the podcast that's, chat, that sounds, and we'll be able to tell what exactly this looks like. That sounds very <laughs> much like uh, what RuneScape does too. Oh wow! They like totally yeah. jacked that from <clears throat> Destiny. It's, it's perfect. It's 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 probably the best seasonal pass thing you can get. Um, so. Except, however, you know, in Destiny, you do get the added benefit of a lot of the stuff. And there's a lot less stuff in the free track. And a lot of it uh, that you want from the paid track is, you know, exotics or extra gear. So they're kind of they're, they're following the model really close, but putting only cosmetics that you would normally get um, from the premium track down there and keeping all the actual gear you would accrue as rewards up top. But that's not the only place to get the gear that can still be crafted and everything. Um, so that should be coming out. I believe in spring, I believe in uh, a month and a half and each season, much like Destiny has 
will have a different theme. The first one, uh, one sec, is going to be called. I just had it. Fellowship and Fire. Um, the new story content will be following the Silver Crows. They're an elite group of mercenaries tasked with helping Sky the Spear Daughter confront a powerful warlock and the Varangian Horde. Um, this will also be the first time they've put in a whole bunch of like brand new enemy types into the game and a brand new expedition, which is a dungeon. So, you know, it's it, every MMO has dungeons. So. <clears throat> so there you go. Yeah, I'm actually nice. really excited for it. That I know it's just gamification and it's a, it's a lot of FOMO potentially, but it having something to actually complete within the game makes it a lot a lot more fun and more interesting. Hmm. All right. Well, how about our uh industry news or tech and industry news which now includes legal debacles and controversies um bloomhouse productions uh large known movie produ production company um known really for their horror films um such as the recent nope and megan um they've actually announced that they're going to be de helping develop and publish video games they're going to be naming the studio the producer Bloomhouse Games, um, and they're looking to partner with indie designers to create horror-themed projects. They're looking to keep it more indie-related, much like they have with their cheaper but still very successful horror movies. So they're looking for budgets at or under ten million dollars, um, and they're hoping that they'll be able to work with the indie companies, which that is a very big budget for an indie company, an indie developer specifically. And they're looking for the games to target console, PC, and mobile platforms. Um, Zach Wood has been named president of Bloomhouse Games. He's known for working at Iron Galaxy, but has also worked with Arcane and Santa Monica Studio. Very successful studios. Iron Galaxy, not so much, but it was an, an indie studio, to be fair. We also have uh, Don Seckler. He is the former head of finance operations and strategy at PlayStation. So they're really going all on board with uh, this this endeavor here. And so, I mean, at least based on the indie horror movies that they produced, Megan, while looking weird, has was uh, actually pretty entertaining to watch. So. I also have here a couple pieces of news for Microsoft um, amidst their lawsuit with Sony in the EU and UK, the UK. They have decided to sign a binding contract with Nintendo to bring all of Call of Duty games for the next 10 years to Nintendo platforms, be it the Switch or whatever else they come out with. This is to direct challenge Sony's claim that Microsoft would pull back on any deals that they currently have with Sony and keep the game to themselves. Let it be known. It is very well known that Microsoft also put out an offer to Sony for the same length of time, as well as Steam and Epic Game Stores. Gabe Newell said, we don't need your guarantee. We'll be fine on our own, whatever. Also, along <laughs> with this, siding with Sony is Google. And though Google's not worried about Microsoft's share of the cloud gaming market, even though Google themselves just recently pulled out of it completely to combat the block on that front, Microsoft has signed a deal with NVIDIA 
This will be all of the Xbox PC games available will be included on GeForce now at launch. Um, so I don't know why you would worry about using GeForce now when you just have iCloud, but if you can play it on the Xbox cloud, you can now play it on GeForce now. So going forward, all of their PC games will be available on the GeForce now server service. And also um, Ubisoft has decided to uh, put in a fast track contact to police in the UK for online toxicity. Anytime a threat is made and reported, depending upon severity of the threat, the police will be directly contacted and sent to the infractor's home. I don't see any way how this can be abused. Now we have swatting directly from the developer and publisher. That's all I have. Um, I have a couple things that fit in this category. Uh, so for the first thing, uh, both for PlayStation, uh, for PlayStation Plus, uh, from May 9th, the PlayStation Plus collection will no longer be available as a PlayStation Plus benefit. Um, so you can still add them now and anytime before May 9th. Uh, and play them in the future as long as you keep your PlayStation Plus membership. Um, so you can still like put it in your library until then and then keep it just like your monthly games, for example. How if you just claim them before the month ends, you can access them again forever as long as you keep PlayStation Plus. Um, but the collection itself will not be obtainable after May 9th. So make sure that you do that if you have not already. And on that note, for PlayStation, I wanted to do um, just kind of a update slash review, I guess, on PlayStation Stars. We touched on it a little bit when it was still theoretical, and by this point, um, it's completely stable release. I've used it. I think it's really cool, and I wanted to just kind of come back around to it. Um, so... PlayStation Stars, uh, they rolled out some months ago. Um, it was it's it's the feature that's meant to replace the old system where you could kind of get paid for unlocking trophies in PSN cash. Um, this is way way better. Um, so you can earn points, and it it collects just like Steam points. Um, you can unlock collectibles that you can put on your profile, just like with Steam points. Uh, except you can also use said points to uh, purchase gift cards to the PSN store. I think it's 5,000 points will convert into tw to $25 gift card for PSN. Um, you can get points from either purchasing things on PSN. So like a, uh, uh, membership card, um, or you can get points by doing special challenges. Um, some of them are really simple. Some of them are kind of campy. Some of them are fun. Um, they refresh all the time. Once you join, you have to download the PS, uh, the PlayStation Stars app. Once you join, it'll send you updates on different campaigns and different challenges. You can complete them for sometimes just uh, silly visual rewards and stuff you can put in your collector's cabinet or actual points that you can then trade in later for PSN cash. Um, and they range in get this select trophy for this select game to just play a game on PlayStation today. Some of them 
only go live for 12 hours. Some of them stay live for months. Um, it's it's pretty neat though. I've almost racked up my first five thousand points for twenty five bucks. Um, I haven't quite got there yet. You also have to level up to do different things. There's a total of four levels, um, and I think it's really clever the way that they got around shovelware. So for those not aware, uh, shovelware was a unique problem introduced, which was the main reason they shut down the program where you could get paid in in psn bucks basically for unlocking lots of trophies uh developers started making these really small games that you could buy for a dollar that had a whole bunch of trophies and including a platinum trophy um that were things like you start the game up and it's press x trophy unlocked press x again two trophies unlocked press x three times two more trophies unlocked and you can literally get a huge handful of trophies including a platinum in two or three minutes by buying this game for a dollar um and these became really really huge um because people were downloading these to try and get points to to get free games on psn um so the, the way the way they do it with P playstation stars now you still have to unlock trophies to increase your level but the stipulation is they have to be trophies of a certain rarity um so that way, if people are just downloading the game and getting them a whole bunch, they're going to be common trophies, whether they're bronze, silver, gold, or platinum, the commonality being based on how many people have them. So that way, if, if it's a shovelware game, you know, the first handful of people might get lucky and have it be a rare trophy because no one's got it yet. Uh, but it's a little bit better way to handle it. And they are starting to kind of crack down on shovelware and putting stipulations around how you can what you can justify as a trophy or what level trophy but they have not got there yet uh overall though playstation stars is pretty neat um there's some fun challenges uh for trophy hunters it's it's a lot of fun and a way to uh to earn some coupons by just unlocking trophies and doing challenges basically and that's that for me um so now let's move into our entertainment section, which is new game updates, announcements, movie, TV, comics, interesting headlines, all the rest of the stuff, essentially. Um, I just have a couple of things here. Apparently, Hogwarts Legacy is so successful with WG WB Games. Um, it has sold more than 12 million copies in its first two weeks which is incredible for any game it was the largest non-cod single player launch in the last decade or so actually as well um well it's popular enough that hbo max is reportedly developing a tv series based on the title so there is that um which it's pretty neat considering it's a much darker take <laughs> on the Harry Potter universe than we've previously seen. Um, the books, the movies, and even the Fantastic Beasts trilogy have all been pretty lighthearted. Legacy straight up just has murder all over the place. You're blowing up people with lightning strikes from the sky. So pretty neat to see that's in development. Also, we do have Amazon Games announcing they're going to be producing and publishing NCSoft's new MMO here in the West called Throne and Liberty. It's primarily a PvP MMO, plays a lot like Dark Souls 
um, from everything I've seen on it. And so Amazon Games will be publishing it for Western audiences outside of Korea. Now, one thing to state that is it is a Korean MMO. They are known vastly for being paid to win. That can be seen in Amazon Games' last publishing title from a Korean developer, Lost Ark. While there is still pay to win in Lost Ark, the amount of it that they toned down outside of Korea is substantial. Apparently, there's a limit on resources and everything you can buy for Western audiences for the English version outside of Korea. That does not exist within Korea itself. So hopefully, if any sort of systems does exist within Throne and Liberty, which I'm sure it will, uh, Amazon Games will keep that at least mostly in check when it, they launch it here in the West. In case you're wondering, uh, NCSoft, they're responsible for Lineage, Ion, Blade and Soul, and Guild Wars. Okay. All right, all right, okay. Oh. So well-known titles. It's just as a new one coming from them. That was all of my couple. Okay, well, uh, recently released to uh, the PlayStation Store and for free on PlayStation Plus, uh, we finally got it. The Legend of Dragoon. Finally. Although, ladies and gentlemen, we got him. How 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 far have you gotten? Have you encountered any of the notorious bugs yet? I mean, there's some odd graphical stuff when I've got the the game out like stretched to fit my screen. Well, I've I've heard that there's literally like bugs that like prevent game progression. You you just can't play the game. Um. I'm literally right outside the uh, the prison. Okay, so um, I don't know all of them. I know one of them that sounds like it would be horrendous is that uh, be aware of this because especially you might want to save before you do it just in case. I don't know if it's happening to everyone or some people, but a lot of people are reporting that when they use Dragoon magic, um, the the game go gets totally fucked. I don't remember what it does. It like go, it doesn't freeze. It goes into some loop, but it's it, it it's essentially a must shut down, uh, can't escape bug. Anytime you use dragoon magic, that's no good. No, that's super bad. <laughs> um, so you might uh like save and test that out after you get your first dragoon. Yeah. But in any case, a lot of the, the bugs that have been reported, like I've heard of a lot of these, these are not uncommon in ports. They will be patched out in the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Yeah. But this is awesome news, though. Like, so good. And there's a trophy list. Mm-hmm. That's so good. Now, all we need I, is a uh... remake or a prequel or a sequel or something. I, I definitely spent a solid hour getting to level five and leveling up my uh, my double slash and nice. uh, and volcano to two and three. Nice, very good. I love the addition system. It's so unique and it's so good. It would be better if it ran in sixty frames. <laughs> but. I kind of dig it. I'm not very good at it yet. I'm still 
getting used to the timing. I think the uh, the, the timing is hard to hit. <laughs> yeah, and depending on the quality of the port, I know it 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 might even be like screwed up. I know the PS3 port before it got patched, um, the timing was off, and so I had to like get used to like not doing additions correctly, like delaying them a little bit. And then after it got patched out, I was all screwed up because I was used to doing it wrong, basically. But yeah, it's I, I'm very excited. I'm very I've been waiting for this for a long time. All right. How about the world of esports and our sports section? I think Sasquatch is uh, actually the only one with one in here. Oh yeah, I have that. Let's see. I got this. Ah, uh, here we are. Esports organization, fairly new, The Guard, has laid off nearly all of its employees. Apparently, they are moving away from the typical income stream that most organizations have which is just content creation so they've laid off all of their content creators merc uh employees who deal with merchandising as well and have kept just their teams in place um so yeah they have been let go um so this is the content team the social team the talent relations team and the creative teams um, currently, this does not affect rosters themselves, but yeah, that happened. Um, Stan Kroenke, owner of the Los Angeles Rams, what is it, Milwaukee Bucks, and I forget the MLB team. Um, you don't get to be a 12.8 billionaire by holding on to failing organizations. So that seems to be happening here. He's keeping successful, the money making part of it and getting rid of all the fluff. Um, so yeah, it's not really a big phenomenon in esports. A lot of places have recently let go of a lot of content creation. Um, a hundred thieves owned, um, by the owner of rocket loans, rocket mortgage. Um, anyways, they're, they're owned by the same guy who owns like the Cleveland Cavaliers of the NBA. They recently did something similar with their content creation teams. So it seems like content creation is not bringing in the money and helping keeping the companies afloat. So it seems like either owners are going to have to bite the bullet and have operate on a ton of loss and use that as a, a tax cut for their other sources of income or cut the losses and keep only what is making the business money. Nice. That's it. All right. So then, let's take a look at what we've been playing and reviews, if we'd like to insert them here as well. So what have you been playing these last few months there, Sasquatch? Um, been playing quite a few things. Really, most of it's just been World of Warcraft, Destiny 2 getting caught up for Lightfall coming out, New World, and... Really recently, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. I finished that sometime last week. Fiddled around with doing a review. I had recorded stuff, recorded a script. That is finally up and live. And um, I would say if you like Harry Potter or if you just like a good open world action RPG, 
where the combat feels a lot like um, I don't know what's a good recent if you like it games where the combat is a lot like Shadow of Mordor or Arkham Batman Arkham Knight or something like that where it's reactionary combat where you know to dodge or parry to counter it's you're, you'll like this it is a really solid open world I would definitely recommend it based on either of those two merits alone if you really like Harry Potter or if you just like a really good solid open world action RPG um, much more in-depth review is live so go give that a watch if you would like. And I recently did also just finish Atomic Heart. Um, Atomic Heart is also extremely good, but I feel like its open world is extremely lacking and frustrating. It doesn't need to have an open world at all. They could have done that better because nothing makes me want to not explore the open world provided to me like infinitely responding enemies. So... That and they're kind of spongy. It doesn't make much sense with how spongy they are. So it's like a needless difficulty modifier. Just make them do more damage or something. There's so many different enemy types. Just mix them together better. Let me kill all the enemies I come across and explore that section of the open world that I want to at that time. When I go into one of the main story hubs and come back out, they can be back. I don't care. Otherwise, it's just really frustrating and annoying exploring. And I found myself later in the game just running... I guess not really running. You don't have a sprint dash dash toggling through the open world to get to the next section. Other than that, and some really weird um, optimization and options such as default mouse acceleration on that you can't turn off and no field of view slider. It's optimized looks and sound. So I would say I'd recommend that as well, especially if you have Games Pass, because it's it's on Games Pass. So you can play it on Games Pass with no additional charge. Definitely think you should try it if you're a fan of the Bioshock series. <clears throat> it's uh, no surprise. That's where they took a lot of their influence from. And they even point that out not so candidly at a few at a few points. So story design and everything. So overall, Atomic Heart is great as well. I would recommend based on that. There's no reason you shouldn't try it if you have Games Pass. If you want to purchase it, if you like games like Bioshock, you'll really enjoy it. The setting, the game. Also, the game just looks and runs great on ultra settings on my rig. I did not dip below 120 frames per second, and that's what I have it set at maximum. I did not have any sort of hardware loss. Very few bugs or glitches as well. At one point, I had an enemy glitch into the floor and that was it so the game is optimized runs perfectly so for a company's first game it is extremely well done and if you enjoyed bioshock bioshock 2 bioshock columbia you should really play this or if you like fun combat systems and i'll have a re actual full review on that done here probably monday or tuesday Nice. How about you, Doc? What have you been playing these last few months, or the highlights at least? Uh, a lot of Final Fantasy XIV, getting through all that new content. Uh, a lot of Destiny 2, getting situated for the new expansion coming out. Uh, I've been playing a decent amount of, decent amount of Magic the Gathering. Um, yeah, that's what I do, but I don't count that in this, because I don't really make Magic content or do anything with it. I don't need to give away my tech. <laughs> Let's see. 
I know I've been playing something else. I'll come back to it if I think of it. What about you, uh, <laughs> Thor? What have you been playing? Um, a few things, actually. Um, some of the bigger highlights. I've uh, I've been able to dive more into Modern Warfare 2 and Warzone 2, which has been fun. Um, I, I think they did a pretty good job overall. I especially – I really like uh, Resurgence in Warzone 2. I think it's – it, it makes it uh, the Battle Royale style a little faster pace. Uh, season 2 just dropped. They brought back ranked play and proper hardcore. The tier 1 was – it was different. It wasn't like real hardcore, and that's why I wasn't into it that much. Um, they kept it – and they didn't adjust it. They kept tier 1 and then brought back just traditional hardcore as well, um, which is cool. And then um, – I've been playing Persona 5 and enjoying that. We're playing that quite often. Um, just cleared the first palace, so I think I still got a ways to go, but I'm having a good time with it. I'll probably end up buying Royal uh, at some point. Um, uh, thanks to Sasquatch, I have been playing Elden Ring, thoroughly enjoying that as well. Oh, you have that was the yeah, other game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, and Doc has been playing Elden Ring with me, so it, that's been fun. I've been enjoying it. Um, it's uh, it's it's different, but I, I like it so far uh, more than I've liked the uh, like Dark Souls and Demon Souls and stuff. So. Uh, no, it's it's a it's it's solid. I've haven't gotten as far as I'd like to. I've only been able to play a little bit. I think we put like ten hours or something like that on. But um, no, it's solid. I'm enjoying it a lot. Uh, RuneScape, not so much actually. Um, but I have been keeping up with Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, like I said, I've gotten all of the newest stuff up to date and completed. Um, I've been playing Pokemon trading card game online to get ready for its inevitable sunsetting as well um i think that's the the main things how many hours have i put on elden ring now i'm gonna check because i feel like i don't know sometimes i get lost in what i'm doing oh yeah yeah no 7.1 hours so I've, I've only touched down on that a little bit yeah we got a we got a long ways to go we haven't even gotten to the first boss yet yeah. No, we have. I just keep getting my ass kicked. Yes. No, 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 no. Is this the actual first boss or is this the tree sentinel? This is the actual first boss. Oh, it's it's Margaret. Yeah, he teaches you. You can't bash your head against this wall. This isn't a Souls game. This is Elden Ring. Go off and fucking explore. <laughs> All right. So Me being stubborn, I fought him for like two hours straight and realized I have an open world. What am I doing? <laughs> All right, I think that's going to pack it up for us for this episode. But thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in and uh, joining for our new format. Our 100th episode is going to be airing in a couple months here, so make sure you stay tuned. Maybe we'll do something special for episode 100. Um, but until then, thanks so much, and have a great weekend. Catch you next week. Sure,